Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who is very upset about the colder weather that is incoming because he can't wear shorts and a t-shirt anymore. Brandon Siegel, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing, I guess, okay because uh, you're very right. I love wearing shorts and a t-shirt. I'm a, a huge fan. I, I will milk out wearing shorts. And we're kind of borderline shorts weather. It's low 60s sometimes, uh, mid to high 50s. So I feel like you can... You could definitely pop out a uh, you know a pair of shorts and a sweatshirt, um, and as always, we're joined by our amazing uh, expert master uh, producer, Max Marco. Max, how you doing? Good. Colder a little bit. My face is a little bit colder. Yes. Sure. Uh, yes. Many of you probably haven't seen Max before. Max had a very luscious and big beard, um, and it is all shaven off. We were very surprised to see this. Um, so yeah, your face will definitely be a little bit colder for sure. Yeah, now that I'm starting to think about it, I probably shouldn't have done it before winter. <laughs> yeah, no, maybe that's <laughs> it's much more of a summer thing, but it's okay. It'll grow back. How how long was that? How long was that? you said beginning of this? Was it the beginning of the summer? Oh, yeah, I shaved everything off the beginning of the summer, and it probably set in like halfway through the summer, probably around like July. All right, so yeah, you got like a like two months. It'll be yeah. back. Yeah, that's a, that's a quick grow. Um, but we, we got a fun episode planned today, as always. Uh, Trevor, why don't you give us the rundown? So today we're going to talk about Zion Williamson and uh, the injuries that he is dealing with. Uh, Steph Curry and uh, MJ, who recently came out and said that Steph Curry is not a Hall of Famer. Some NBA extensions for you. Alan Foster and just, uh, I don't even know what's going on with that. It's very confusing. Uh, Josh Lankford and his injury with Michigan State. We'll talk about that. Then we'll get into small talk trivia, randomly ranked. And then our main topics for today are going to be talking about uh, some different topics we came up with for college football, uh, the NFL, and then finishing up with some NBA awards. Uh, So like I said, it will be a great episode as always, and we'll get right into it. Uh, Zion Williamson tore his meniscus. Um, which is kind of a surprising injury. He's supposed to miss six to eight weeks, so you know we, we got a little while until we get to see uh, Zion Mania in New Orleans, um, and uh, I'm sure you know the Pelicans are going to miss him very much. But uh, we decided to put this on the uh, the topic list today because Zion's been kind of hurt a lot, and he weighs a lot. He's big. His frame is huge, 284 pounds at six six. Can Zion stay healthy enough to you know be this impactful player we believe he's going to be? Um, it's tough to say, you know, and it's really unfortunate that he's going to be out for six to eight weeks. And, you know, I'm worried it's going to be longer. Obviously, I, you know, all of us NBA fans want to see Zion out there playing. You know, he's very entertaining to watch. So it's unfortunate that he's not out there now. Hopefully he has a speedy recovery, but it's definitely um, a concern. Um, you know, I think maybe a lot of people are saying he should lose some weight. And I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know if that's Maybe technically what he should do. I would I would lean towards yes. Maybe he should lose maybe like 15, 20 pounds. What do you think about that, Brandon? I'm I'm not sure. You know, a lot of people are saying it's not because of his weight. I know the Pelicans said that, but I'm worried about him. I'm I'm worried he's it's hard for him to stay healthy. And there's a lot of times in his career where he's sat out games because of I mean, even dating back to high school, he missed a couple games leading into January in 2017. Last year at Duke, he missed a couple games when he, you know, his shoe blew open. And now, uh, without him for six to eight weeks, if I was the Pelicans, I'd be worried. I, I mean, I guess if that's if that's a good solution to him being hurt less. But it seems like he's going to have some issues staying on the court. You know, he has this huge, huge frame. How is he going to deal with the conditioning of an NBA game? You know, how, how is he not going to get super tired and then you know be more prone to injuries during game? So I think it's. You know, it's going to be one of those tough things of bouncing out. You know, what is the best, um, 
thing for his long-term health and you know how can it be helped to keep him on the floor because i mean obviously we all want to watch zion and i mean he's the number one overall pick everyone wants to see him the pelicans i'm sure want to see him on the court um but it's gonna be very interesting how they move forward with this uh, because it does seem like he's gonna have a lot of trouble staying on the court you know it's definitely a big concern um but moving forward to a little news about steph curry and michael jordan uh so michael jordan i guess had some comment on the today show um about how Steph uh, is not an MVP yet, like not in the Hall of Fame yet, I should say, not MVP. So he, here's the exact quote. Um, he said he's he's still a great player, not a Hall of Famer yet, though. He's not. Uh, and I guess Jordan kind of said that with a smirk. And Curry responded back, which was it was a very nice response he said. And he said, I love MJ. That's my guy. He's obviously, he's the GOAT. But I don't know if uh, it was a wordsmith thing or is this kind of gone his own way, but I'm sure if you ask him that question now, like straight up, does he think I'm getting in there, he probably would have a different answer. If you put the yet, then I'm cool with that. Um, so, Trevor, what do you think about this? I mean, obviously Curry will be a Hall of Famer at some point in time, but is this just like MJ? I mean, we, we know MJ's kind of, it's MJ's world for MJ, and, you know, Jordan likes to, he doesn't like the fact that anyone could possibly be close to as great as him. Um, which there actually is a player who's better than him, so it's crazy that he thinks that. <laughs> but uh, what, what do you think about this? Um, he's just being literal here. You know, I know that fans were outraged about this and saying, oh, MJ, how are you going to say Steph's not a Hall of Famer? Like, that's ridiculous. Um, but he was just being, like, he was being literal. Like, Steph Curry is not a Hall of Famer yet, and that's true. I mean, I he definitely will be eventually, but he's not now. So I think MJ's kind of just having fun, you know. And just saying, simply, he's not there yet. Mm-hmm. I actually slightly disagree with you. He could have said his words differently to mean that. I think he could have been like, uh, you know, Steph's a great player. He'll for sure make the Hall someday. But, not today. But the way he worded it was not like that. He 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 said he's a good player, but he's not in it yet. And being very literal, it's kind of like, you know, he could have said it differently to mean what you think he meant. Yeah. But I think that's just what MJ's going to do. I think that he's just going to say, like, yeah, but you're not there yet. You're not, you know, and I don't know if he meant, like, well, you're not as good as me. I don't know if he was talking about that or anything or, like, you'll never be as good as me. But he's just kind of saying, like, you're not there yet. You need to get better. Maybe he's just, you know, giving Steph some motivation. Mm, I, I, I still disagree. I, I think he did kind of mean this in more of a, a way where it's like, well, you're never going to be as good as I am, despite getting in the Hall of Fame or not. You're not going to be as good as me. Um, which is a very classic MJ thing. Uh, he does that kind of everyone. It's the same thing as like Kobe. I remember when Kobe went on uh, James Corden's show, and they did like the thing where you got to eat something disgusting or answer a question. One of the questions was rank out of these three players your best. And it was him, Jordan, LeBron, and he said in that order him, then Jordan, Le- with then LeBron. Right. Which it's crazy because one of those players who was actually on the show that day, named Kobe Bryant, would not be in the top three all time. Not a hot take. I'd like to point that out. Um, so his order was wrong, obviously, but it's interesting that like him and Kobe has, they have a very same, men- like the mentality they have is about that they're the best and that no one could possibly be anywhere close to either of them. Yeah. You know, they just think they're, they're the best. And I think that, you know, it's just them being confident in themselves. And I think that's a good mentality to have for any basketball mm-hmm. player. I disagree. I think it's a little more condescending, but moving <laughs> on, um, there was a lot of contract extensions in the NBA, uh, over the past week or so. Um, I know it was kind of towards the deadline of getting the rookie extensions on. Obviously, we talked about Pascal Siakam, but we got a, a couple more come in. So we'll kind of go through and give our thoughts on each one. Uh, Jalen Brown signed a four-year deal worth $103 million, uh, $4 million in likely bonuses, $8 million in another unlikely bonus. Um, what do you think 
how would you grade this? Let's do a letter grade here. You can do a, uh, you know, how would you grade a Jalen Brown uh, for a little over $25 million a year? Um, it's tough because I think the Celtics are really locking themselves into like Jalen Brown and, you know, Gordon Hayward, some of these different players. And they're really like betting on themselves in these next couple of years to win a title um, because it's going to be tough to like um, go in a different direction now. So I think overall it's, it's going to be tough because you're really like saying like this is our team to win in the next like two, three, four years. Um, so if I'm going to give it a great, I don't think it's like awesome, um, but also like I don't know what the alternative is. So I can't be too down on it. I'll just give it a C plus. Yeah, I'm I'm not personally super, super high on Jalen Brown. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a great player. And I definitely don't think he's worth $25 million. Um, I probably would have let him walk. I would have had this one last year um, with him and let him walk. I, I know they've had possible trades for him in the past, you know, for whoever it may be. Um, so I think I would have I wouldn't have done this. Uh, for Brown, it's an A+. plus. He got a lot of money. Um, but I also kind of go with you. I'll go with a B- minus for the Celtics. I mean, Caitlin Brown is good. I just don't think he's worth the money that they paid for him. And I think they could have let him walk, and they could have gotten someone else in his place. Uh, moving along to Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald signed a four-year, $94 million extension uh, with bonuses that could reach up to $106 million. And I, I guess some of those are pretty reachable. I, I, I've read um, not necessarily all of them. So what, what do you think? Four years, $94 million, uh, for Buddy Heald. What do you think about that? Um. I think it's pretty good overall because I think Buddy Hill's going to be a really good player. I think, you know, him and De'Aaron Fox, I think this is their backcourt for many years to come, you know, five, maybe ten years to come. I think De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Hill is the backcourt they should invest in and move forward with as well as, um, you know, some other pieces around them. So I think overall it's a good deal, um, better than the Jalen Brown one. So, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, I actually agree to an extent too. It's interesting how – uh, Heald talked about this before. I guess the original deal was four years, $90 million, and he like very openly said how it, the deal was an insult, and he really didn't like this deal. Um, I love Buddy Heald. I think Buddy Heald's really, really good. I would give this deal a B+. Um, I'm very impressed with how they got this done, and I think they got it for a relatively good deal. Um, you know, If you think about the logic of Jalen Brown not worth the $25 million, is Buddy Heald worth more than that? And I, I think he's worth more than Jalen Brown, and they got him for less money. So I'm, I'm all about the Buddy Heald deal. Yeah, I agree. I'll go with the B minus. I think Buddy Hield's a better player than Jalen Brown, and so I think he deserves his money. Mm-hmm. Moving along to Bradley Beal, who signed a two-year, seventy-two million dollar extension, um, which is thirty-six million a year uh, to stay with the Wizards. Now, Beal is a guy that a lot of people are going to be targeting this upcoming season to sign. Uh, Lakers being specifically one of them. So. Me as a LeBron fan and as a bandwagon Lakers fan, I'm still a Cavs fan, but a bandwagon Lakers fan because LeBron's on the team, I'm not as happy about this. Um, I, I wish that Beal would have waited and signed with LA. But um, I like this deal for the Wizards. I, I think Beal is a great player. Um, he's one of the best, um, I think, shooting guards in the game, guards of the game. So uh, I like this deal. I think I think they got him for a good amount of money, and they didn't latch him on for too long, um, which is interesting, I think, to think about um, because – Obviously, Washington's not winning a championship in the next two years. So maybe they, they're thinking of something of Ashimura. Maybe they want to do a trade for Wall, something like that, to get one more piece um, to maybe you know extend that uh, those two years and make them better while Beal is there. But it is interesting that it was only two years. Yeah, I think it's a good deal for the Wizards as well. I think Beal's kind of like the Wizards' only like saving grace. He's like by far the best asset they have. I think with John Wall's injuries and we kind of it's a little uncertain with his future, but Bradley Beal's an 
awesome player. Like I would say top 20, at least top 25 player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good for the Wizards. For Beal, I don't know. I mean, in, in two years, this will give him an opportunity to maybe sign with a different team. Um, I'm assuming he would want to because I don't think I'd, I wouldn't want to play for the Wizards with uh, how they're currently doing. So yep. I think it's good for the Wizards. Probably not. Eh, I don't know for Beal. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I'd give it like a a B probably for, um, for the Wizards just because I think I think it was a good deal for them. But I, I don't, they're not going anywhere with it. Like, not like they're gonna win a championship by signing Bradley Beal for two more years for thirty six million dollars a year. So I don't know. I I'm all right with it. I I think it's a good deal for both of them in the end, um, in terms of just this deal itself. But the Wizards aren't gonna win anything soon. Yeah, I'll give it a B plus for the Wizards. Um, uh, moving on to De- Demontis. Do I did I say his name right? Yeah, it's a bonus uh, on the Pacers. Uh, signed a four-year, seventy-seven million dollar extension uh, with bonuses that could reach eighty-five million. So I don't know about th- this for you. I love this deal for the Pacers. Sabonis is a really, really, really great player, and he's a good pairing with Miles Turner, um, who I believe they have locked up on a big deal. Also, um, yeah, he signed a four-year extension last year. Um, so I think this is a great deal. I love Sabonis. Um, I think he brings a lot to the floor. Uh, and he almost nearly averaged a double-double last season. Um, and they're getting him for under $20 million a year. This is a win-win for me. Um, if Sabonis is happy, I think he could have gotten a little bit more money, probably at least $21, $22 million a year, which I know the bonuses could reach there. But it's it, it's definitely interesting that he didn't get more money and you know didn't decide to you know roll the dice and bet on himself next year. Yeah, I agree. Four years, $77 million. That isn't like... Uh, too steep of a price for Sabonis. I think he's part of this uh, this young core that the Pacers have going for them. All they need now is just a Aldebo to get back healthy, and then maybe one more piece, maybe like a a really good point guard. And I think they could make a possibly a run at the title in future seasons if this young core improves. So I like it for the Pacers, and I would give that one actually an A minus. Mm-hmm. And we'll go over one more deal to Dante Murray. Uh, four-year, $64 million extension to stay with the Spurs. Um, I personally like this one a lot. I'll just go right into it. I'll give it a B. Yeah, actually, I think this is the best one out of all of the ones we've mentioned because I think DeJounte Murray, he's one of the like most improved player candidates. So I think amazing deal for the Spurs. I'd give it an A. All right. Uh, so we're going to move along into a little bit of Alan Foster news. Alan Foster um, was the co-founder of Big Baller Brand, um, the brand that Lanza Ball, LiAngelo Ball, LaMelo Ball, and their father, LeVar Ball, um, are all involved in and own. Um, now, what's interesting is he made a video talking a lot about uh, many different things. Number one, how basically LeVar um, did a lot of things that were detrimental to them, like making them run on concrete and cement um, and play on their home court, which is also on concrete, which isn't good for your ankles and knees. And I'm pretty sure all three boys have bad uh, ankles. Um, and then he also said how Lonzo uh, had this ankle injury um, and it wasn't the shoes that were causing it. That was kind of his main point here. But what the more interesting thing is that um, I guess he told the Lakers that he had this injury and they didn't do anything. So, uh, first of all, this is all alleged. This isn't necessarily true. This is what Alan Foster said. Who Alan Foster is a convicted felon and he also supposedly uh, stole $1.5 million from Lonzo and Big Ball Brand. So, you know, let's take this with a grain of salt. But it's interesting how he talked about this and what he said about the Lakers. You know, talking about how. Lonzo told the Lakers, like their doctors, like, hey, I have this ankle injury, and they basically dismissed it. They didn't do anything about it. So Lonzo went to a separate doctor in Ohio that Allen recommended, and that doctor said, like, yeah, you need surgery, and the Lakers wouldn't do it. They flew a plane out, and they picked him up and brought him back, and then they traded him to the Pelicans. So this is interesting to me. What What is your take on just this little part? There's a lot of interesting things. You guys should all go watch. This is an eight-minute video, Found Foster. He also brags about how he's in Columbia 
or something like that. Um, but it looks like it's a green screen behind him. If any of you guys have seen OJ Simpson on Twitter, um, it's kind of like, you know, OJ's videos are like a little creepy, right, Trevor? Like they, right. Just like a little bit. They're just a little off. It's yes. kind of how this video was. So And he says he's posting a video every week, so I'm very excited to see that. But what do you think about this Lakers-Lonzo thing? Yeah, he's definitely trying to, like, make Lonzo and LeVar out to be, like, the bad guys as well, just trying to make the Lakers look out to be bad guys as well. So it's really just very confusing overall. Um, I don't know whether to believe him. I mean, I would lean towards not believing him. But I, uh, my main takeaway is this, is, this, is that the video was just very confusing, very strange. I think that, um, you know, he had this... Um, he, he was saying that he was in Bogota, Colombia, and he had, like, this, I don't know if it was some kind of, like, night, like, all these lights of, like, a city mm-hmm. behind him, and it, it was very blurry, so, which, so that told me it's probably gr- green screen. It looked it like a green screen. Very confusing. I'm, I don't mm-hmm. know what was going on. I'm sure on. he doesn't want to be found, but, I mean, it's very odd because he made many points about how he's in Colombia. It was just such an odd video. I highly recommend everyone go take a watch to it because it was very, very odd. But moving along to probably our, I mean, this was probably, like, our, Longest small talk yet. Yes. And we're not even done with it yet. We, we got small talk trivia. Um, so small talk trivia here today. Uh, I think I'll go first. Uh, my question is about NBA um, like award records, which we will go into the NBA awards a little bit later today. Uh, what was the last two players from the same team to win the Rookie of the Year award? The last two players from the same team to win it back-to-back years. Oh, back-to-back yeah, years. Sorry, I should have clarified a little okay. bit. They won it back-to-back years, these two players, and they are they are on the same team. They are on the same team currently, or are, they were on the same um, team when they won the award back-to-back? But at, at the time. Okay. All right. I guess so. they, they won it with the same team, I should say. I'm okay. pretty sure. But it was back-to-back years? Yeah. Okay. Back-to-back years where the same team had a winner. All right. So trying to think about different rookie of the years. Luka Doncic, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Going before that. Uh, let's see. Actually, another slightly interesting fact I'd like to point out. Um, out of the last five winners, only one has been from the U.S. It's a fun fact. Interesting. Um, is it, Can I ask if this is, like, in this century? Like, is it in the yes. 2000s? Yes. Okay. Um, I know, like, Michael Carter-Williams won it with... But he won with the Sixers, didn't he? So I don't know if that could have been... Because Ben Simmons then won it after... I don't know if that was the year after, but I can't think of any th- any other team that like stands out. So I'm gonna go 76ers. 76ers is not correct. It's actually the Timberwolves. Uh, oh, the two okay. players are Andrew Wiggins in 2014-15, and then Carl Anthony Towns in 15-16. That makes sense. Um, okay, moving along. What would be your question today, Trevor? All right. So the Clippers are obviously looking to be a very good team this year. Um, obviously, they are the favorite to win it all. Um, but the Clippers have also never made a conference finals in their history of being an NBA franchise. So my question is, who is the last team they beat in a playoff series? Last team that the Clippers beat in a playoff series. Okay, well, I'm guessing it's when Blake, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Jordan were there. But the question is what team it was. This is truly going to be a shot in the dark. I do not know the answer, so I'm going to have to just take a guess here. Um, let's see. They were with the team, what was it, like maybe six years ago this will probably be about. So six years ago, LeBron was in Miami, so the Mavs were good then. Um, from the from the, the Western Conference. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shot in the dark here. Just take a, take a guess. 
I'm going to go with the... I'll go with the Mavericks. It is not the Mavericks. Actually, it's the San Antonio Spurs. That was going to be my second guess. It was either them or the Spurs, but yeah. it, both were just guesses. In the 14-15 season, actually, Chris Paul hit this like running bank shot to beat the Spurs. Oh, so wow. Very answer. interesting. Uh, so we're going to move on over to Randomly Ranked, uh, and this is our segment where we take a completely random topic and rank it. Um, so first up here, we're going to go with board games. Top three favorite board games. Yes, this is an odd one for sure. Max, you like board games a lot? I mean... I think I like I think like I think that I like them but then I know like when I actually sit down to play like a game of Monopoly and it takes more than like 2 hours to finish I'm have no interest in yes. playing another board so, game for like a week. So what is your number 1 favorite board game if you had to pick one? Ooh. Does it have to have a board involved? That, that would be the the classification of a board game. Cuz I mean game, like yes. if you use like one of the other like tabletop games that doesn't have a board like it's not a it can't be a card game or anything like that. No, right. If you put something down and play off something yeah. that's on a table, then or floor, you know, whatever, then yeah. Um, probably Scrabble. Scrabble, that's a good one. That's a board game for sure. Yeah. Um, so my top three favorite board games. Number three, I'm gonna have to go with chess. I used to be in chess club. I'm a big chess nerd. Uh, number two, I would say the game of life. And number one would have to be Monopoly. I love Monopoly. Uh, it just it takes way too. long. It does it take does. a long time, but I do love Monopoly. Uh, Trevor, what are your top three favorites? Uh, so number three, I'm going to start off with Sorry, uh, a great game I used to play with my family growing up. Number two, I'm going with Battleship, just a fun game. You can get really competitive, so I love Battleship. And number one, I also agree with you, I'm going with Monopoly. Although it takes very long to complete, it's very it fun. still is very fun. It just, y y like you said, you can play it once, and then after that, you can't play a board game for a I, while. I agree. I agree with that. I love Monopoly, but it is one of those things where you got to play like once a month, and yeah. that's that's it. Yeah. You got to cap out at some some point in time. Um, but moving along to our main topic today, we're going to start in college football. Um, we're going to kind of go over a couple different things. Number one, what is what are the, who are the Georgia Bulldogs? Well, what's going on over there? Um, obviously, they took the loss uh, versus South Carolina, which we talked about uh, with Dylan Fry last week. Um, last uh, this past Saturday, um, they uh, beat. Kentucky, twenty-one nothing. Uh, what do we think of Georgia? What's going to happen from Georgia? Um, I still think Georgia's really good. Actually, I still think they're at least the fourth best team in college football. I think that you know that loss. I think it was a little bit of a fluke. I think they're really going to get back on track now. Uh, the Kentucky game, they only scored twenty-one points, but the conditions were really bad. So I think that's kind of why that happened. And they also held Kentucky to no points. So I think Georgia's still really good. One of the top four teams in college football. Yeah, I'm actually going to slightly disagree. I'm going to go back on what I've been saying for a very long time. I have not been impressed with Jake Fromm this year at all. Um, he has 1,400 yards and nine touchdowns. He hasn't looked good in the past couple of games. I think they have a lot to figure out there. Um, I, I, I think I'm putting them on the tier down. Um, they're definitely a good team. They're definitely not in the top four, and I think they have no chance of making the playoff now. Um, not just because of that one loss, just because I, I, they haven't proven to me in the past couple of weeks that they're good enough to beat in Alabama. Um, in in the SEC championship, or even to beat like a team like Auburn, um, which uh, I'm, I'm excited for them to play. They play in a couple weeks. Uh, they got Florida um, uh, next, next week, week, which will be very interesting. So they they have some games coming up uh, that they got to get through. Um, but moving along to the NFL, um, what do you think about the 49ers? Are the 49ers for real? In your opinion, um, they are currently six and zero. They are, they are playing well. Um, and they, they've beaten some really good teams by a lot. You know, you, you look at uh, a team like the Rams. They played at 
uh, LA, one twenty to seven. They beat the Browns at home, thirty-one to three, killing them. But then you see they play at Washington and they win nine uh, nothing. So, what do you think about the Niners? I think the Niners are overall a good team. I think they're a playoff team. Um, I, I don't think they're the best team in the NFC. Like I still think that even though they beat the Rams, I still think the Rams might still be better. Um, but it's close. I think the Saints are still better. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think uh, if we're saying are they for real? For real, I mean, yeah, I think they're a playoff team for real, if that's how we're defining it. So I think the 49ers are pretty good. I just don't think they're the best in the NFC. Um, I'm excited for their upcoming, you know, the rest of the season schedule. They they got the Cardinals twice. I really don't think the Cardinals are a bad team. They do have the Panthers, who I don't think are great. Um, they have the Seahawks, though. Uh, they have the Ravens at Baltimore. They have at uh, New Orleans. Uh, they got to play the Rams again and the Packers. So they have a lot of tough games coming up. I'm really interested to see stretch. how they approach it. However, at the moment, I am buying the Niners. I, I, I think I'm on the train. I, I, I think they're good. I don't know if they're the best team in the NFC. There's a lot of good teams. But I'm definitely buying them at the moment. And the NFC West is a very, very good division with them, Seattle, and the Los Angeles uh, Rams in Arizona. Cardinals. Uh, we're going to move along. Uh, we had a couple other topics to talk about, but we're, we're slowly running out of time here. Uh, or not slowly, excuse me, quickly. Um, we're actually going to go into NBA. We want to kind of go over what we think is going to happen this season in terms of you know our champion and a couple awards. So let's start with um, our champion. I, I think I'm going to speak for both of us here. I think we have the same champion, correct? I want to see, uh, do we have the same champion? Uh, I haven't heard your champion, so I'm not you sure. You know who the champion's going to be. The Clippers? Yes, all right. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked for both of us here. The, the Clippers are probably going to be the champion. Uh, they're definitely the favorite to win. Um, I'm gonna. I, I'm interested to see how LA plays this year. Um, and how they do, uh, the, the Lakers, excuse me. Um, but I, I would definitely have the Clippers as uh, the the champion uh, at the end of the season. So who do you think is going to be the MVP this season, in your opinion? Um, I have Giannis repeating as MVP. I think um, the Bucks are still going to be a very good regular season team, though I have the Sixers getting to the finals. I have Clippers over Sixers 4-2 uh, to two in the NBA Finals. That's my, I t- actually tweeted that out, but... Uh, Giannis has the MVP because I think they're still going to be a really good regular season team. But then the playoffs, ultimately, he just won't get enough help and they won't be able to beat the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have my MVP is uh, a player who, frankly, should have been the MVP since he's been born. Don't do it. Uh, it the MVP every single year should be the exact same player. No, it shouldn't have changed. Uh, the past 17 seasons, it should have been the same exact player. Um, and I think it will be this player this year. It's, it's easily LeBron James. Are you serious? Yes. Now, I'm going to conditionally say this. If he plays more than 70 games this year, I think he will be MVP. If not... I don't think he will. If he doesn't play more than 70 games, which I actually do think he will, I'm going to have to give it to Steph Curry. I think Curry is going to be opened up a little more, and he's going to be scoring a lot this year. Um, you don't have Clay, You don't have Durant. It's him, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Draymond Green. He's going to have to do a lot of scoring this year. Uh, obviously, the, the Warriors as a whole are taking a slight step back. Um, at least till Clay is back next season, but Curry's gonna be great this year. So I'll I'll have him as my MVP on a condition that LeBron doesn't play seventy games. If LeBron plays seventy games, LeBron's winning it easily. It's in fact gonna probably be unanimous. Uh, moving along to Rookie of the Year, this is definitely kind of a tougher one because Zion's gonna be out till January. People think, um, or you know, at least a little bit right before that. So who do you think will be the Rookie of the Year? Saying that, saying that Zion's out six to eight weeks. Yeah. So now that Zion's out, this made it a lot harder for me to make the selection. Obviously, I would have went Zion if he was fully healthy, but. Since he's not, I'm going John Morant. It was close for me between him and R.J. Barrett, but I think John Morant is ultimately going to be the better NBA player, and I think he will edge him out for rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Many of the Rookie of the Years in the past have been kind of more unsuspecting players. So I'm going to pick an unsuspecting player here that I hope you enjoy this pick. I'm going to pick Tyler Hero. I think he will be the Rookie of the Year. I, I just see him averaging a lot of points, and most of these awards are just statistical awards. Um, if Zion was healthy, I, I definitely would have picked Zion. Uh, but I, it's never like the top couple guys, really. And uh, in the past, we haven't seen many super, super dominant number one picks, especially you know of Zion's dominance level. So I will have to go with um, Tyler Hero. Uh, but moving along to Defensive Player of the Year, a um, lot of possible good options here. Who do you think it'll be? Um, a little bit of a boring pick, but I'm going Rudy Gobert again. I think he's probably the safe pick, and that's who I'm picking again to mm-hmm. win it again. Yeah, I hate going with the safe pick. That's not fun, um, but I am going to kind of go with a safe pick here. I'm going to pick uh, Anthony Davis. I, I think Anthony Davis is going to have an exceptional year uh, playing down low for the Lakers um, and be a real defender around the rim. I think it's going to be a fun year as long as he stays healthy for the Lakers. Uh, if him and LeBron stay out, they're going to do very well, and I think they'll definitely challenge uh, the Clippers. Um, so let's go over to the Most Improved Player Award. I think there's a lot of possible good options this year, but who would be your pick? So I actually have Luka Doncic winning Most Improved Player after winning Rookie of the Year. Uh, yep. Last season, he already averaged about 21-7-7, somewhere in that range. This season, I think he's going to take a pretty big jump, similar to what LeBron did from his first to second year. I think he's going to average at least 25 a game and, you know, 8 and 8, somewhere along the lines of that. Already through two games, he's averaging like 38 and 6 or something along those lines. So I think he's going to take a big jump. Um, so let's, let's, we're going to finish up the episode in one second with a quick prediction, but I'm going to go with a surprise most improved player. I'm going to go with Pascal Siakam. Siakam is really going to be the leader of this team. I know Lowry's still there. Um, I know they have some good other pieces, Mark Gasol. I think Siakam's going to do exceptionally well and be super improved from last year. Um, but to wrap up the episode today, we're going to go over our quick predictions. Uh, my quick prediction, I want to make about the Michigan Notre Dame game, uh, it's going to hit home. It's a big rivalry game for Michigan. Um, it's at uh, Michigan Stadium in the big house. I'm going to go with that Michigan wins by 10. Um, wow. it's, my, it's, yeah, it's my bold quick prediction pick Okay. Uh, today. What about you, Trevor? I think mine's a little bold, too. Um, and if you're listening to this on Monday, you all already know the result. But on the Sunday night football game, I have the Chiefs actually beating the Packers, even without Patrick Mahomes. I think that their offense is still very good. And I actually still think they're the second-best team in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're crazy. The Packers are going to win by a lot. But mark uh, this down. I hope everyone's listening to this Sunday night. and or I guess Monday, you, you'll see that. I'll be right. I, I have a very good feeling the Packers are going to kill them. I think it's in Green Bay too, right? No, nah, it's in Airhead Stadium. It is in Airhead? Okay, mm-hmm. then maybe they won't kill them quite as much. But I, I think they'll win by at least two touchdowns. That's my prediction there. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening, as always, uh, to episode 33 of the Small Baller Podcast. Thank you all so much for the support. Max, thank you, as always, for being an amazing expert, producer, master uh, person. Uh, beardless Max. Hashtag Beardless Max. Um, uh, follow us on Twitter at Small Baller Pod and follow all three of us, uh, Max, myself, and Trevor. Um, we are now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and TuneIn, so there's no reason not to listen. Uh, please subscribe and leave comments. We do read everything that you guys say. Uh, and with that being said, thank you all so much, and we'll see you next time. Go Falcons.